Hello and welcome back to Better Together. Uh, thank you very much for tuning back in with us. On today's episode, we are going to be chatting about cultivating the why not mindset the same way as you would working a muscle. We're talking about how to stop doubting yourself, stop letting so much fear get in the way of doing something for yourself, and why Sheena and I decided to just dream bigger and start making our lives look the way that we wanted it to look. Uh, We look back on moments in our lives, some long ago, others we're still forging through today, where we ask ourselves, why not, and how much that question has changed the entire trajectory of our paths, lives, brought us to new cities, allowed us to meet new people, and to decide how to make our our voices louder than the naysayers. So let's get into it. So, uh, Sheena, I feel like you are someone who would definitely have this mindset of why not, because you... uh, even when I kind of question myself, you're just always like, you know what? You just, ha- I'm going to, I'm going to do my Sheena voice. It's like, you know what, Kate, you have to just ask yourself, why not? You just have to go What's out the there and get what that you can want. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of shit that can happen, but I think, I feel like a lot of bad shit's already happened. So what is the worst that can happen? Once you fall on your face enough times, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It's kind of getting back to what I said in the first episode of you can either see things as happening for you or happening to you. And if they're always happening to you, then you can't have a why not mentality. That's true. I think it takes a lot of courage as well, just saying why not. Because we get stuck in this place of like, this always happens to me. This is just the way that, you know, the world works. And yeah, I see people doing it and they've succeeded at it. But like, I'm not that person. So like, why the hell not? Why can't Why can't you be that person? Like, what holds you back? What do you think there's the biggest thing that people get stuck on that keeps them held back perception perception of failing what was what's that quote it's like a dare to fail or something like that like failure is the key like there's people that go out there and they're like i aspire to fail and then learn i would rather theodore roosevelt's quote of being in the arena the man in the arena i don't care what somebody has to say or think about me who hasn't been in the arena and that's where my why not mentality comes from is if I fell when I'm in the arena at least I chose to get in it yeah that's half the battle even when I started that like so when I started the podcast better to get or sorry when I started the blog better together uh my mother is really supportive. She doesn't understand a single thing I'm talking about but she's very supportive and then a lot of people that were around me even like some family members and some good friends they're just like so you're gonna do like aren't a lot of people doing that like do they even succeed at it like is podcasting even really a thing for everyone like you know I I I appreciate their input on things and I know that they're just like they want me to do something I'll be successful at and they're just nervous about this but like you said, if they're not in the arena, I love them to death. I value what they say. But if this isn't something you're doing, if you haven't even tried like this ballpark of the industry, I'm probably not going to take to heart what you really just said of, well, should you do it? Everyone's going to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's a question. It's sometimes not the why not or the why. It's oftentimes we come up with things that we want to accomplish in life, but we are so unsure on if it's the path we should take that we start asking too many people's opinions. And as you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them. (laughs) And they're all coming from a personal perspective. They're not coming from your perspective. They're nervous that they wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. 
so that's why there's a lot of entrepreneurs and successful people that I've ran circles with that say move in silence for a while. Mm -hmm. Move in silence and then tell people what you're doing. Because there's always going to be those people that you think are close to you that it's not that they don't want you to succeed, but they don't know how to succeed themselves. Yeah. So it's scary. And they're going to try to hold you back a little bit, not because of their own... Not that they don't want the best for you. Yeah, but they can't imagine doing what you want to do. Right. So they can't give you advice on it. So that's why you have to sometimes go seek people outside of your comfort zone and outside of your circle who have been there, done that, and tell them what you're trying to do, tell them what you want to do. And they're usually going to turn around and tell you, I failed, I messed up, I tripped and fell on my face, and guess what? I'm still here. I also loved the feeling uh, when I went home to visit back in Florida, so... I had a couple of people that, you know, were like, they went to high school with me and they were like, what are you doing in Nashville now? Are you a musician? Like, you know, the famous question. Why is that always <laughs> <a> thing? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm not a musician. Like, well, what do you do? I work for myself. And they're like, really? Like, you do? Like, yeah. But if I'd have told every single person what I was doing, they would have been like, mm, I don't know about that. Maybe think of something else. What about a corporate job? What about this? Like something with stability, something that everyone else has done. Like that doesn't really, I don't know if you've paid attention to my life. I don't really do what everybody else does. Like at That's all. That's no fun. <laughs> now, hey, I'm, it's also just not who out. I am as a person at hear all. Hear me out. There is a place in the world for people that want to do the things that I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I knew it was going to be work, but even just like creating a page, like when I told people close to me that I was doing something, they were like, is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? And I was like, guys, you don't understand how much is going into it. Like, have you ever created a website? Have you ever made it my baby? I'm so thankful for MySpace because MySpace the entire time I didn't realize when we were all like, I want my background to look like this and I want to have music and I want it hiding in the back. I was learning code. And I didn't realize it the whole time yeah. I was learning code. And now I go and look at it. And I'm like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, cool. So I can read it now. Thank God I had that. If I didn't know that, oh my gosh, it would have taken so much longer. So like one of our background stories for me and one of my why nots is because my mother at 31, 32 years old, found out she was pregnant with me, had a 14-year-old kid already. Oh my. And a husband who had a heart attack. And she said, like, why not start my own business? Why not be able to be here for my family? So while she was eight months pregnant, started her own business wow. with a 14-year-old who still to this day, she's, don't get mad at me, mom, she's 72 <laughs> and is still running one of the most successful cleaning, corporate cleaning companies in our small town area as a woman in an area where only men run businesses. Wow. So the why not is... If you don't jump off the ledge, you never know where you can fail or succeed. Mm -hmm. But you gotta jump because no, or somebody's gonna push you, but no one's gonna push you. No one's ever gonna be behind you to push you off that ledge. No. Now, what you're gonna have though is you will have people in your why or why not when you're telling them what you wanna do. They're, like we said, there's gonna be naysayers, but you have to learn as you grow. There's plenty of room for them, but you just have to set them on the side. Yeah. They get to be sideline players. But if you're not going to put yourself in situations where you're uncomfortable or you're around people that are more successful and brighter and smarter than you, then that why not's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. I think too is like I noticed uh so whenever I would ask myself why not even like starting this up, I would be like, why not? Okay, well, 
I don't know anything about this world. We have Google now. But what's I the can worst Google that can everything. happen? Exactly. But like I, I always found an answer to those questions. So like I can come up with 10 reasons why not to. And then I can find 10 reasons that rebuttal those answers. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if everyone kind of just takes a moment to stop, stop, or (laughs) stop stopping. But yeah, stop getting to the reason that you shouldn't and start thinking like, okay, well, what's the response to that question? Like, where can you keep going? Keep growing those questions until you find the answer that helps you get to where you want to go to. The answers are out there. But like I said, sometimes those answers lie with people that aren't in your group if you feel stagnant in your friend group you feel stagnant in your relationships because you're looking around seeing your people not jump off the ledges or not jump for the promotion or do the hard things in relationships then those people are never going to be able to motivate you to jump off the ledge Mm -hmm. but there's still a place for those people in your life especially for comfort reasons like keep them don't get rid of them With comfort, when people are like, oh, well, you know, why not? Because I'm comfortable where I am. Are you? I don't think you actually are. Comfort or complacent? Yeah. But, like, when when you're comfortable in that spot, you tell yourself, like, oh, well, this is my comfort zone. Like, I'm comfortable here. Like, if you were comfortable here, I don't think you would have even had a thought about doing something different. I think Mm -hmm. you would have been just so happy where you are and, like, you've hit your goal and you just want to keep living your goal. I think that you would be there. I don't think you would ever be asking yourself, what if I did something different? What if you never did something different? Oh, boy. Where would I be? Yeah. I have to go back to think about the first time I didn't do something different, and I think I was 12. So I don't know. Talking to the girl who didn't have an opinion for herself or make a decision until she was, like, 28 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. It's hard to believe, right? Yeah. You're, like, one of the most, like, go-getter people I know. Didn't make a decision. Like, you have plenty of time to figure it out. But I had let people lead my entire life because I thought that they knew what was best for me. For some reason, I had never thought to myself that maybe I are me with God because I'm a believer. Not everybody is. But I believe in God in, like, a universal sense. Mm -hmm. If I had never found rock bottom, I would never have found the faith to be that person. Yeah. Because no one was coming to save me. They all had an opinion on how to save me, but no one was going to save me. So I had to realize, like, at the end of the day, when it's quiet, and you are having that, for us, especially our city girls, we're having that glass of wine at 9 o'clock at night, and the world is quiet. Those thoughts that you have during those times of yourself and who you are are so important. Mm-hmm. Write them down. I love writing everything down. Write them down. Write your goals down because you may not be able to do the why or the why not right now, but you can at least write down your goals and dreams. Yeah. And then you can start a plan. And I, it makes I it, love vision boards. Yeah. It makes it so much easier to decide how hard a journey is. Uh, you're never going to know because life is hard. Life has interruptions and hiccups and surprises. I think we're all in the truth. Hiccups show at some hell. point. And, but if you write it down... And it's there in front of you when you have those ideologies of what you want to do to make your life better, then it's in front of you. And even if you, one year, two years, three years from now, you still wrote it down during that moment. So there's no time limit, though, on jumping off a ledge. Yeah. But what when you get to 70, 80 years old, are you going to look back and say, dang, I really wish I would have yep. moved to California for six months like I did at random? 
and learned so much about myself. Oh, I'm going to take a contract over here and do this. And I'm going to do it all by myself. Well, that's not for everybody. Some people have kids and they have structures that they have to follow. But that does not mean for any second that you don't get to do things outside of the box too. Yeah. It's just going to be a little more difficult to get there. So you have more planning to do. Yeah. And that's why it's important to write it down. I think self-doubt takes a lot bigger toll than a lot of people give it credit for as well. Like, it almost becomes a second nature. That's why, like, I I say, like, why not mindset? You need to train it like a muscle because the entire time that we haven't been, I think we've, uh, sub, was it subconsciously? Yeah. Yes, when you're not thinking about it subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> we've been subconsciously creating and working the muscle of self-doubt. We let it live because we don't work on not letting it live. So if we just start taking our minds into a bit more proactive place and start asking ourselves those questions, giving ourselves a bit more power than we think we have, because at the end of the day, like the power that you have, it's not, it's not given to you by like someone that gave you the job, someone that gave you the opportunity, someone that, you know, let you have your foot in the door. Well, you were the one that applied to that job. You were the one that made sure that you were ready for that job. You were the one that put your foot in front of that door to hope that you could get into it. There's... There's a lot that we do and a lot of power we give ourselves that we just don't even pay attention to. Who would you say is one of the most incredible guitarists that you know? Dalton Stanley. Do you think that Dalton Stanley learned how to play riffs like he does overnight? Or do you think he decided to do it and then failed a bunch and learned a bunch and failed a bunch and oh learned God, a bunch? Oh, God, yeah. Like, if there is, in Nashville especially, if there is any... And Kurt Chambers. Yeah. Thank God, Kurt Look at Randy Hauser's voice in Nashville. Yeah. And this dude can shake the rafters of the Ryman. <laughs> but they had to fall on their face. They had to play to empty rooms. And we, we make fun on our podcast sometimes about dating musicians. <laughs> but... Some of y'all look great. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are in the music industry, and they have helped pivot my mentality so much because they played to empty rooms. Yeah. They got doors slammed in their face. They went hard, and everyone told them they couldn't. Mm -hmm. For instance, Hardy the other night. But his acceptance speech, his acceptance, words are hard. (laughs) Acceptance speech, where he said somebody wrote quit and put it in his tip jar. No. Yeah, and that he was going to take that napkin and put it next to his award. I love that. They were playing to an empty room doing a writer's round one night somewhere in Nashville. What kind of asshole does that? Yeah, like 2017, 2016, I forget what he said. And somebody took the time to write quit. That person, now let's talk about the mentality of the person who wrote that. That person's scared. To write that on a note. And put it in it, walk to a tip jar and put it in. And that person is in all of our lives. That person is hovering around the outskirts of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even know. We know they're there. We know who they are. Or they're there are Facebook warriors. Gotta love a Facebook warrior. I mean, sometimes there are people in our own lives who yeah. are just stuck in a pattern and they can't get out. So how dare you? I cannot believe someone did that. That's insane. Yeah. But I love that. Because now he's like, mm-hmm, I'm not going to quit. Here's my award now. <laughs> I'm going to put this next to all the rest of my, because of course he's going to do incredible things. Mm-hmm. But that's the drive that you have to have. Yeah. Is there's going to be people, there's going to be a lot of people that tell you you can't. My own brother, for instance, me living in cities by myself, stood on his own front porch one day, which by the way, he lives next door to my parents and hasn't 
gone very far. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, and said, who do you think you are? You just don't know where you come from. I am so proud of where I come from, and I'm so grateful for it because there's always an extra plate. There's always extra room at my table. Mm -hmm. You grew up in a really big Cajun family, and I'm so grateful for my experiences. But that also played out in a big city as well. Yeah. And so he can say whatever he wants. He's been in the same job for 25 years. I love him dearly. We're 15 years apart, but you're never going to understand my lifestyle. And you, but that's the thing is you have to realize not everybody's going to understand where you're coming from. So stop asking everyone's opinions on what you should do with your life. Yeah. You got to pray about it or talk to the universe. Go talk to a rock. I don't care. <laughs> just stop Shana asking. Loves her rocks. Just stop asking everyone's opinion on how your life should look like. I think too is like we, uh, we get stuck into that. Was it YOLO that everyone does when it's like, why not YOLO? Like it becomes such a, like you were saying before, catchphrases that don't have weight to them. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to start putting weight into things. Stop just using the catchphrases. But like how you were saying to write it down, write down something that actually makes you feel inspired. Something that counters what you think of in your doubts and all of your negative thoughts. And just always keep that with you. Because that will be your YOLO. Like, you'll look at it and feel the same way. It has weight to it. One of the things I wrote down the other day, with a lot of things going on in my life, there was some turbulence mm -hmm. in the last year. We can call it that. Yeah, we'll call it turbulence. We'll go down that path on another time. But it, it sat and thought about it, and I was writing, just writing some things that had happened, and it came to me. If the devil wants to get involved in places in your life, then that means you're doing something right. If the devil wants to bring his negativity into your life, then you're doing something right. Hmm. If he wants to breathe his existence into your world, that means you're doing something right. So don't open the door. Just go do it. Very confused. When God banished him, why wasn't it further? It's like, you didn't really banish him that far. He's in like all of our lives. What the hell? Well, we have, because we have free will. It's the price we pay. Yeah, I mean, that's why we all have some shame. And that's also the why not, is we don't want to feel the shame. We don't want to feel the shame of failure. I think, too, even with doing this and with, like, starting the blog and, like, I was applying to jobs, but, like, I've, I've kind of told you, and I think that you feel the same way, that every single one I applied for, I didn't want it. I mm -mm. just... None of this enticed me. I wanted to do something that really made me excited and that I enjoyed doing each day, that I enjoy waking up and doing. And that's where I found the blog and the podcast that I put together. But do not get it confused. Every single day I was scared. I mean, I would feel it in my stomach scared every single day. I felt like I was just like jumping off a ledge and then, yay, I hit part of the ground. Oh, nope, that ledge broke. Jump off the ledge. I was just constantly jump and hope right. jump and hope jump and hope that's all i was doing then you're doing something right but turn around in that we have the privilege as single women to be able to do these kind of things mm -hmm. women and men with children and families and a construct that they have they can't just leap yeah but they can plan to leap right and that's the difference. Like, you can't think that you're left out just because you don't have the availability. It's just a little longer stretch. But my mom is picture of, you can still do it too. It's not easy, and it's going to be hard, and it's going to be uncomfortable. And that's the thing. Un being uncomfortable, it makes us pause. 
makes us stop. It's like having that tag in your shirt that itches. Like you want it <laughs> gone so bad. But you know if you just cut that out, the shirt's comfortable. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so like planning and planning, I think where I got held up on like I wanted to have a plan in place that looked so perfect that even if I were to like show it to someone else, they'd be like, hell yeah, you got a business plan, you're ready. Like no one's ever going to question what I just put in front of their face. And I realized that's not going to come because it's similar to what my mother always said. You either have time or money, but you never have both. And it just felt the same. Like I either have like plan to have both (laughs) eventually (laughs) one day uh but I just felt the same like okay I I have like a plan but when's the right time and then when it's the right time is like wait I want a couple more things in play you know what fuck it all right we're just we're just gonna jump and hope for the best and keep going and it hasn't really let me down so far do you think that Michelangelo just woke up one day and went and painted the Sistine Chapel? Maybe. He might have been bored. I don't know what was going on. There wasn't much to do back then. I mean, unless besides you go to brothels. Some of the hallucinogens or something and did that, but he had to create his art and then make it good and then make it better. And then eventually, after many, many failures, he knew what his passion was and his passion was art, which led to him eventually painting this Sistine Chapel, which is one of the most visited religious churches, artifact, whatever, by people, religious and not religious, just for seeing where Michelangelo painted. But he didn't get there overnight. I'm sure he liked the kid who likes corn. I like corn. Like he painted (laughs) a corn on the cob and then had to refine it. Yeah. I think, too, uh, a lot of people get stuck. The biggest part of it is just, like, taking the action. Like, we, we get stuck in, you know, why not, why shouldn't I do this? And even, oh, well, like I was saying, like, with the plan, I have some ideas, but I'm, I want it to be the right time. Like, more often than not, we just forget to take action than anything. And we'll just sit around for years and years and years being like, yeah, yeah, it's still in the works. And it's just, is not in the works. Stop well, lying. Why did Mike Lando plate, plate. Words, Sheena. Sculpt. <laughs> the David. Plate and sculpt. Yeah. I would love to know how those got confused. (laughs) I was playing with painting and sculpting. Okay. I just needed someone to rationalize where it came from. He painted them. (laughs) And he gave David a grower, not a shower. He did. Why did you? He did him dirty. He really did. Why did you do that? And then us girls growing up and we see this statue of David and then we get to like sexual age and we're like, that is not accurate. That's a grower, not a shower. (laughs) You did not prepare anybody. That was not supportive. It was not warm that day for him. (laughs) They lived in Italy. How cold could it be? That was just rude. What was it, gelato? I don't understand. Poor thing. (laughs) Poor David. Poor David. <laughs> uh so I think you're probably a big person that I would go to for dreaming big as like a full mindset cuz you're constantly just dreaming for the biggest possibilities and always reaching. Really? I always, yeah, I see you as that. Huh. Maybe you're just really good at faking it. I'm just crazy. <laughs> I do. I have all these ideas and I I just think that I have put myself in so many positions over the years of You've been places with me. Mm -hmm. I never... When's the last time you saw me meet a stranger? No. 
Yeah. No. There are no strangers to Sheena. No. Every time I meet somebody, I see somebody who has a story, and they just sometimes don't even know how to tell it. So I look at these people across. I mean, the stories we have, obviously, there's so many of them. God, I've only known you like under two years and we already have so many stories. I'm just realizing that. I mean, I don't know why this made me think of this, but I was at a Mardi Gras party uh, at a big rooftop downtown in the Gulch in Nashville. Oh, boy. And I may have had a couple glasses of champagne. May. And there was apparently some like big, famous NFL player. And they kept telling me who he was. And all I could see was I was drunk and he had French fries. And I was like, You're like me. I'm like, your food, though. Yeah. You're so, cool, but your food. But it gets to a point, like, there was a point in my life where I thought celebrities were cool, and then I realized that we all hurt and love, and we do it all the same, just with more expensive steaks and wine. Whatever. And I apparently walked up to this guy and said, hey, they keep telling me you're famous, but can I just have a french fry? <laughs> And he probably was like, you can have all the French fries, yeah, so, baby. Like a Titans player or something. I don't know. This was a few years back. Oh, girl. I never notice anyone. Yeah, I don't either. I, I was just, I'm so, I just think everyone is a concept of God. And we can, tomorrow, it can all go away. Or today, we can have it all. But if you don't take those chances, are you willing to live with the regret? Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to be... Is morbid, but I don't want to be on my deathbed with a death stare going through all the things that I should have, could have, would have. Now, I may not have the most money in the world. I don't mind that, though. But I love people well. I come from a home that didn't have a lot of money, so I almost don't mind that I don't... Don't get me wrong. I would like money. I I burn a hole in my pocket more than anybody that I know. I mean, if you give me a little money, she gone. I will find a place for her. Yep, no. (laughs) Sheena's always like, want versus needs. Like, I don't know what that means. No, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going, but I ain't going with you. I'm sorry. I'm going to Nordstrom. I'm going over. I'm, I'm buying whatever I want. I'm you sorry. You create spaces for people in your life that don't agree with you. But I'm perfectly fine and comfortable with not having a bunch of money and not putting that kind of value on it. I would rather put a value on, like, what I do with my time, the people that I let in my life. Like, that just... It mattered so much more because I think growing up poor, it allowed me to realize like, damn, I'm really hungry or I'd really like this. But then I'll go to bed and a new day comes back around like the world turned. Everything will be fine. This tomorrow is not guaranteed. So you might as well live. Yeah. Like eat the steak. Go get a burger. I don't know. I'm not eating a $75 steak. I've never had a $75 steak and be like, that was worth $75. No, that's not worth it. Well, you know how I am. I used to be like a little bougie girl. And like, <laughs> eh, I like have my friends over. I want to be. I like, like my public steak. My what? public steak has tasted just dandy. Okay. I've never noticed a difference between public steak, steak and then being like, years, "That's a Cane Prime steak." If I ever had, I'm sorry, Cane Prime. You guys are lovely, but you also do sell nine dollar carrot side, so we ain't exactly <laughs> vibing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Lobster popcorn, I've never understood, but no, I digress. Mm-mm. I don't understand that. Or like popcorn shrimp, too. But on the other hand, if you don't want to stay home and you want to be that person that wakes up and goes and pops bottles at L.A. Jackson or gets table service, then go do, do it. it. Who cares? That person who has an opinion might get hit by a bus while they're talking to you. We don't know how that's going to happen. As long as you have value in it. I think that's yeah. the important part is like... 
if you want to have a lot of money, that's perfectly fine. Go out and do it. And like, as long as there's value to it, not just like, I want to have money just to say that I have money and just do like, I'm sure Jeff Bezos, he's like, what, the richest man in the world now? Is he the richest or second richest? I feel like he's the richest. Uh, does Elon have him? E- Elon might have him. We'll have to Google it. But, you know, those guys up there both, you know, they went out and they wanted to be successful. They wanted to have a lot of money. They wanted to make the world a better place. Like, even if it was just for them, that's what they want. There was a value in it. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to do it just to have it. Like, no, you had value in that. But how do you teach a person to want to create a life for themselves that has value without insulting them that their life doesn't already have value i would tell them probably to start actually being honest with yourself because i think that you might be like no my life has plenty of value look at all of these things i have look at what i'm doing look at like this example 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 that i have but like dive into yourself get to know if you were to take away all of those things what to your core is you know your authentic self And that will give you a completely different outlook. But do you also feel like there's a place for people that just want a quiet life and they don't want to excel or exceed Mm -hmm. or do all these things that we try to do? Dude, rocking in my rocking chair and like having not a care in the world, that does sound great. It does. Absolutely it does. But you also have to be financially ready for it. Yeah. Or choose somewhere that doesn't require a lot of finances. Like Nashville. <laughs> Nashville will forever require a lot of finances. It does. It does. But I got really lucky with my apartment. If my owner's listening, please never raise my rent. I love it here. I will take care of it. I promise I will. <laughs> I am not so lucky, but I still like where I live. So. <laughs> it is what to do. You do have a cute place. You just have a very odd watching zone that a lot of things happen. And I don't know if I want to sit on your balcony as a fly on the wall. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it's a quiet area. There's not a lot that happens until... What is it about when I move into places? I move in someplace and chaos just like... Not chaos, but stories just start happening. Or is it that those stories are there already? But I've learned how to tell stories so well that... Hurricane Sheena rolled in and shit just... (laughs) Topped off. That's a true statement. Okay. <laughs> that is a true statement. Hurricane Sheena don't calm down. I mean, she does. But... She goes down to like tropical storm level, and then she's like, "Now oh, I'm back. Oh, I, I never actually dissipated, guys. I'm still here." The surprise, bitches. <laughs> You're right. She's just swirling around, waiting for the like. Okay, time to gain. Time to gain. Let's go. One of my friends from San Diego wrote a song one time years ago when I was going through my like process of awakening and being a better human called hurricane. And the title track started with, I met her as a hurricane. Like this is an actual song that exists. Mm, God. And, he did. and they, he did write it about you or yeah, no? Absolutely. <laughs> but so I met these guys and this is the why not, this is a why not story and a half. Okay. I had been divorced for maybe a year. I left Seattle, moved back to Louisiana, and met a girl who was from Seattle. We made some friends. Long story short, I said we should go to the show in in Houston to go see Ryan Bingham. 
Well, the people that were opening for him, whatever their clothing attire was, I started asking her, like, I think they're Amish, but this is weird because they have tattoos and are playing instruments, but they look very Amish. (laughs) And something told me to go talk to these people. So I went and talked to these guys. Consciousness told me to ask what their schedule was. Mm -hmm. I did. And they happened to be playing back in Louisiana maybe two days later. And I say to these people out of nowhere, you guys should just come crash at our house. It was five guys from San Diego I've never met before. I actually made a good friend the same, similar way. Yeah, so we drive back, and a couple days later, these guys show up. I mean, we have been super close friends for 12, 13 years, and we have all helped each other through tons of milestones. I've traveled. I've seen them in tons of places. And we've worked with each other. I moved to California randomly. They're there in San Diego. So they, if I had never met those people, I would never have had the guts to just get up and go do stuff. Yeah. And go do things and be present. And that's the thing is the why not or the why is irrelevant if you're not present for all of it. Mm-hmm. But you have to stand solid and stand through the hurricane and let it all fly past you because you have a goal. You have a vision. And you know that it's going to be a shit storm because that's how life is. So you just have to stand sturdy and let all the shit fly past you and keep moving forward because it's going to happen regardless. When yeah. you decide why and then why not, you're going to go through hell and back to get there sometimes. Unless you're just a golden child and we don't understand you. But you lucky I love little you. bastards. I love you. But I don't <laughs> understand you. But typically speaking, especially as an entrepreneur – You are going to have to go through the thick of the winds Mm -hmm. to get on the other side. And no, it's not fun every day. And people who have never been there are not going to understand it. They won't get it. They're not going to understand it. I can assure you. But those people are super valuable to keep around when you just need some balance. Yeah. So, like, don't disregard people that aren't in alignment with you. But there's, like, a special place that you can put them. And I wouldn't say, like, you just take them out and play with them. <laughs> but be there to guide them. Like, the fact that you're standing up and standing out, like I said, you're going to turn around, you're going to extend a hand. Yeah. And when that person's ready, or these people might be ready, then you bring them on with you. Yeah. And it's funny, like, your story, that's actually similar to, like, how I moved to Nashville in the first place was a story like that, where uh, we had gone to see uh, – uh, Chase Rice play. It was like 2013. I mean, it was so long ago that his opener was Sam Hunt. Like oh. it was a long time ago. Lord. <laughs> and we got to meet him and his band and get to know those guys. And they were all super sweet. Like still some of the best guys that I know to this day. And, uh, one of the guys who runs their front of house, he, uh, I think he told us to be, like, just to be nice. He was like, these girls are cool. We've hung out with them. But, you know, if you want to, like, come to Nashville, you can stay with us. Like, okay. Well, why not? I don't think he actually expected us to take him up on it. And here's me and my best friend, Brittany. Like, we're going to Nashville. Great. And I realized how much I loved getting out of my hometown, going to see a new place, going to meet new people, just a different outlook on life and changing things. And... I, within that trip, I was like, I'm moving here. Like it was just, it was sealed and done. took me about three more years to like get the money, get the ability and like graduate college and get out here. But I did. And that, that one little trip of saying, why not go out and just take them up on the offer? It changed 
probably where I would be living right now, the job I would be having, like, probably changed everything about my life. Because you said, why not? Yeah. And it was the simplest little thing. Like, it's, I feel like we think it's so much bigger than it is. Like, oh, well, let's take this really, really big leap. Why not? Do-? Like, no, that was just me going to visit someone that I had met and was like, sure, I'll go have a vacation. It changed every part of my life. You don't realize how much is actually about to happen for you. Yeah. Until you're actually like, I think you need to be open to opportunities as but well. it's also listening to that little small voice inside of you that says this is the right move. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel right in your heart and you feel tension in your chest, not the right move. But if that little voice keeps telling you that this is the right move, but you have to get to a point where you have to quiet your mind to be able to make those jump decisions. I think that's the biggest problem is we have so much psychological bullshit in our heads. Mumbo jumbo thing. Our families have said childhood trauma. How it'll look on Instagram. trauma. How it looks. That we have this continuous self-talk in our head that is extremely detrimental for our future. Mm-hmm. And we don't even see it. We don't even know. Yeah. Because we look at Instagram we're like, oh, well, she's doing this. Like, I, I-, I can't do that. That yeah. is someone's highlight of their life. Yeah. Yes, you can And sometimes it's not even real. It's not even a real highlight. It's mm-hmm. just like, that would look really good for a post. Let's like make it into, no, if it's not real, please don't. Just stop. If it's not real, don't make it a real. Yeah. If it's not real, don't make it a real. We're doing that one from now on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Instagram, for making reels and giving us the chance for a new pun. Thank you, Instagram, <laughs> for nothing lately because that platform has been i told you i'm not even fucking with the algorithm anymore no we don't even she confuses me so much so you know what that's another thing when things get that difficult and they constantly change when you figure out i'm like all right you know what fuck it i'm just gonna do what i was gonna do anyways and just like hope it works that's what i'm gonna do well i think that's how my entire family and friends view me is she's just gonna do what she wants to do anyways and then she'll just let the cards land where they are Mm -hmm. but i've never not landed on my feet I mean, I've stumbled. I might have, like, landed on a foot and had that, like, wobble, you know, and then I figured it out. But I've never, like, fallen fully on my face. There was a... Okay, we're going to go way back in the cut, and I'm going to age me (laughs) by even saying that. Bring it. DC Talk was this Christian band when I was, like, sixth grade. And they had this song, and one of the song lyrics was... What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I lose myself and I make fools of us all? And the entire song is about not following God's promptings. Mm -hmm. And thinking about all these things that could possibly happen if you do. But what if I stumble? What if I fall? Like, what if I make a fool of myself? What if I do this? Well, what? There's always going to be a thousand what ifs. There's only going to be one of you doing. Yeah. And everyone's going to have an opinion on that what if. But it's still only you doing. And everyone's opinion is going to change once you do it and you're successful. They'll be like, oh, look at that. She did it. Why not? If people aren't talking about me, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I don't have to do anything wrong or anything negative. Anything to that extent. But if I'm doing the right thing and I'm walking the right walk and people are still talking, I've learned that I'm, I'm doing something. You're just doing something different. That's I'm all. doing something that's creating talk because they can't do it. Yeah. and it's Or even they not... think they can't. I feel like everyone can do so much more than they think they can. Yeah, they just truly. think they can't. And when I hear about women talking like that about me or being catty or, you know, the newest rumor was that I was 
sleeping with some celebrity in Nashville that was an interesting choice for these women who I've never spoke to before. But if I weren't, like, walking to my own tune... I'm trying to picture y'all sleeping together. Uh, no thank you. <laughs> but if I wasn't walking to my own tune, my own beat, and driving my own car, so to speak, mm-hmm. they would have nothing to talk about. So, I like, bravo for you. Let me give you more to talk about Love because you. I'm doing something right at that point. Yeah. Which means I'm walking against social construct. I'm not following the pattern or the path and I'm doing my own thing. Bravo to me because not everybody can do that. Yeah. It also leads for a lonely road sometimes, but once you start I feel like it's path, less lonely when you're comfortable with yourself though. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm completely content on a Saturday night getting a phone full of messages saying yeah. meet us at this place let's go to dinner let's let, let's spend I have all to this book money. you in advance I know I can't ask you night of no and I'm like I just bought a piece of cake from Whole Foods and <laughs> I just got a good bottle of wine and I am so content in my sweatshirt and my underwear that there is no fear of missing out yep I have cake and no pants. <laughs> and make it a Publix cake, though. Life. Oh, no. Whole Foods. What? Whole Foods. No. No. I don't want the buttercream. I want chiffon. Or... Oh, we're not the same. No. That's why we're friends. <laughs> Never... That's another thing. Yes. Don't surround yourself with people that think you like you. You don't grow if you are, like, friends with you. Like, no. the same exact person over and over again. Absolutely not. If That's my how friends... catty girls make a group. If my friends aren't telling me what they're doing, and I'm like, ugh. What? Like cake from Publix. I get it. Like I get it. It's I amazing. hear about it. But I like a little different. Something. I'm also from Florida. We are like seriously weird about our love for Publix. You really are. Like I legit, when you say you're moved, like you moved to California, it sounds nice. But then the very first question I have is where the fuck am I supposed to buy groceries? At the farmer's market. It's California. Ah, no. I My eggs are Publix. My milk is Publix. My... I don't know what to do. I really don't. Why not go to the farmer's market? Because I've been to Publix. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. They do got good subs. Yo, pub sub. <laughs> I love when I moved to Nashville and like, you know, you got Kroger and everything here. And there were so many people there like, all you Floridians that moved here, why are you so serious about this, this sub that Publix makes? It's like, first of all. It's a pub sub. Stop saying it any other way. And because it's damn good, that's why. Especially a chicken tender one. So, random fact that I learned living in a bunch of places. There's only four, three or four different grocery yeah. store brands in the entire country. And they rebrand every one of their stores differently yeah. with a different name per the region that they're in. It took me until I saw Simple Truth stuff uh-huh. and all these other stores between Seattle, California, and Colorado, and Louisiana and different places. I had no idea that Kroger falls under like eight different aliases in different grocery stores. Oh, yeah. Well, That's is Kroger thing. like a Safeway, basically? Yeah. I feel like Kroger would be a Safeway. Yeah, Kroger is a Safeway. Oh. Yeah. Publix is the only one that doesn't have different names for their stores. That's because we're a beautiful place. Yeah. They don't need it. Yeah, there is like Fred it's Meyer, a pleasure to be there. King Super, Kroger, Safeway, like a couple others. But when I first moved to Colorado and they had King Super, for some reason I thought it was a mattress store. <laughs> I would actually think that. That makes sense. Right? I still think mattress stores are like away from money laundering. I don't trust them. 
there's some kind of laundering going on. How do you stay open? Like, what, your customer is only going to come back once every, what, eight years? It's not like you have the one in the box everyone wants. Like, how do you pay your bills? I don't understand. The mafia. It's laundering. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sitting here in my spare room, do, and I'm like, that I window will. is just a perfect shooting spot nah, for me. I'll Shit. go out. Because I am a why not person, I'll go diffuse them and have them come on our podcast. It's like I just said, there's more than one Mickey Mouse. I'm going to get shot. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the tragedy <laughs> that is Disney. Oh, girl. I worked for them for two years. That's for a different show. Yeah, we could we could I have a whole a paper, time. I wrote a paper in speech class one time called Magic Kingdom or Tragic Kingdom. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but that's for a different show. Boy. So, moral of the story is jump off the ledge and go do stuff. One time I woke up. I think I told you this before. I was dating this guy, like super sweet guy, and he woke me up at 5.30 in the morning Mm -hmm. and said, get dressed. Here's your stuff. We're going skydiving. Oh. He'd already bought tickets. Like, it was a surprise. Oh, him. Damn. Yeah. So, we wake up. One of our friends is coming with us. I'm like, what? What? Huh? Plane? (laughs) What? I'm going to jump out of a plane. Okay. It was like, well, it's already paid for, so you have to come. So we drive down to this little small town on the outskirts, like 45 minutes an hour outside of Nashville, closer to where like Jack Daniels distillery is. Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday. It's a gorgeous place to skydive. Oh, it's super beautiful out there. I climb and hike and stuff, but I'm nervous because I got woke up and told I'm jumping out of a plane. <laughs> like, how about coffee? No forewarning, no anything, no foreplay at all. So I make them stop at the strip mall mexican restaurant that it's a sunday in small town tennessee so everyone's getting out of church they're oh, in their God, church yeah. clothes they're and we're still drunk for the night before they're like y'all need jesus it is 11 o'clock in the morning so we roll into because we can't find a bar it's 11 o'clock in a small town usa we roll into this mexican restaurant at 11 o'clock in the morning and start taking shots of tequila <laughs> we're the only people sitting at the bar this entire restaurant's full of families. Like, I'm and about to jump out of a plane. Like, I need tequila. Our, like, we're dressed in leather, just city style a few years ago. And we're just absolute delinquents at a bar at 11 o'clock while everyone's getting out of church in their nice little dress clothes. And some woman walks up to us and she says, I can't believe y'all. Y'all came in this restaurant. Y'all have been cussing. <laughs> y'all have been drinking. And it's not even noon. So I turned around and asked her if she wanted a shot. <laughs> she left real quick. <laughs> I'm Sharon and Karen. Sharon well, and Karen. I'm making it a stressful morning for you. Would you like a shot? Right, exactly. <laughs> There's only one way to handle me, but and it's with what? alcohol. She went home to her little suburbia life, and I went and jumped out of a plane. And that is your why or why not right there. I would jump out of a plane. She probably secretly drinks tequila. Oh, I'm sure she does. Got the handle. She had like five kids with her. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh-uh. I understand why she was Honey. mad. <laughs> All right, y'all. Takeaways for today. Just continually ask, why the fuck not? That's just... What's the worst that can happen? It really... You what fell? is the worst that can happen? You get a good story out of it. You fell out of a plane. You're still here. I'm still here. Yeah, you're doing fine. I didn't go back into corporate world, and I'm doing fine. I still got a roof over my head. It's still possible. And you can always plan. You can always try and make the right time be exactly when you're going to do everything. The right time typically never comes around. 
And just leave. Just start living your life with the why not mindset. It really is. And take action. It's a lot more fun that way. It really is. And then you get better stories and maybe you can start your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Later. <laughs> well, thank you all again for tuning in. As we've said before, you can find us at bettertogetherblog.com slash podcast for all of our show notes. And do not forget to subscribe. Send in all of your comments, questions. We would love to hear all of them. Until next time, let's do a little better together. <laughs>